This is a Care Chronicles podcast episode with your host, Trisha Coyote. I feel like we often talk about the potential for burnout and the effects of burnout. But it wasn't until I had been experiencing burnout for several months that I was finally able to admit to myself, oh, this isn't just a series or a period of tiredness in my life. This is burnout. This is the real thing. And I need to work through it to be a better person and a better clinician. Listening to the Care Chronicles, a podcast about self-care, healthcare, and everything in between. I'm your host, Trisha Coyote. I'm a board-certified music therapist, and I'm currently pursuing my master's degree in mental health counseling. I'm also a creative, multi-passionate, nature-loving, many water sign forever student. Join me and guests on the show as we explore how we take care of ourselves and each other. Welcome back to the Care Chronicles podcast. Thank you so much for being here with just me today. It's me and the microphone on a very rainy, dreary day here in New England. And honestly, it's my favorite weather for podcasting because um, honestly, on a sunny day, I want to be outside. But on these rainy days, it feels nice to be cozy with my mic and my computer and talking to you guys. I feel like it's been a while since I've done an episode like this, so please bear with me. Um, but again, thank you so much for choosing to spend your time with me today. And I hope that this episode brings you a lot of value. I think that we talk about burnout a lot as clinicians. We talk about what it can look like, what it can feel like, how to prevent it, how to work through it. And for many years, I was kind of just aware of the potential for burnout and um, never really felt like what I was experiencing was burnout. You know, there were challenging periods, there were things that were hard, um, but Honestly, the year of 2022, so last year, was a gradual and complete decline into very true burnout for me. And that's, wow, if you listen to this podcast frequently and have for a year, you know that last year I was really focusing on breaking through my workaholic tendencies and... Um, trying to do as much preventative maintenance as I could so that I didn't burn out. And unfortunately, I think that what burnt me out was some of the realities of my music therapy job. And there was absolutely nothing I could do to prevent that from happening. Um, And I will talk about that in an episode, the next episode that comes out. And 
Following that episode, I have a wonderful conversation coming with Kim Best where we talk about the pros and cons and potential dangers of subcontracting as a music therapy clinician. So you can stay tuned to hear about those things. But for today, I'm just going to talk about what I did to overcome that burnout. Um, We're six months into a new year. I'm feeling so much better in so many ways. And so the nice thing about that is I've kind of been able to reflect and synthesize things I did to try and prevent burnout, to overcome it once I had made some big changes to help myself. Um, So some of that rawness is not there. You know, I'm not really sitting in that dark place, which at that time, end of last year, I really thought about this episode and was it the right time to put it out? Um, and so, yeah, I can't exactly tell you my my exact thoughts from that time, but I can tell you the things that I've been doing to just feel better. So take that for what it is. Sometimes it's nice to have like a synthesized reflective piece. Sometimes it's nice to hear someone's thoughts and emotions very much in the moment. Today, you're obviously getting the former. So if you think you may be going through burnout, some of the signs that I experienced when I finally accepted for myself, Trisha, like this is burnout. This is the real thing. This isn't something that's going to go away really easily. We need to take this seriously and it's not sustainable. What we're doing is not sustainable and changes need to be made. So some ways that I started accepting, some things that made me start accepting what I was experiencing was burnout was um, I wasn't looking forward to some of my favorite sessions, some of the clients and schools that I looked forward to so much and knew deep down in my heart that I loved working with these people. Even those sessions were not lighting me up anymore. I didn't show up with my most energy. I didn't show up with creative ideas. I was very much in a routine where I, um, yeah, I just wasn't creative every week going in with my clients and I was often asking myself, you know, what am I doing? I've been, I've been, um, doing similar things for a long period of time. How are we growing? Where do we go from here? And just not being able to think on my feet and come up with new things or have the energy to do that outside of session and come in prepared with some more ideas, Um, last year I did an episode, I don't remember if it was on creative fasting or something else, but I had taken like a week off, um, basically for school, school was out for a week and following that I was able to go back to one of my favorite sessions, um, with some new ideas and I felt so good and felt so renewed and this was another sign that I was experiencing burnout that that went away. That, that feeling of creativity and uh, inspiration and really loving what I was doing day in and day out, that was so fleeting. Um, and so for me at that time, that was a sign that, oh, burnout is my baseline right now. Um, and that's not a good feeling, not a good feeling at all. Another sign for myself that I was experiencing burnout was... Um, that I was just taking so much time to recharge. And I am the type of person that is an introvert in that way. I recharge by myself. I like my alone time. 
Um, but I was so fearful to put anything additional on my calendar, any weekend day that was open. I didn't want to make plans with friends. I didn't want to do celebrations with my family. I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to commit to anything. I was just so overwhelmed that I couldn't feasibly see myself adding anything to my calendar. Um, cause I only had the energy to get through my work week and then try and survive till the next one. And again, not a great feeling. So, and I guess the last one, um, both was a sign that I was burnt out and also contributed to the burnout was I was experiencing some health problems, um, and, and working through that still trying to figure out what's going on and the best way to deal with that. Um, at this point, the best way I can describe it is adrenal fatigue. My body was just completely tapped out. Um, I was stressed. I had no energy. I was experiencing all the things that come with hormonal imbalance, you know, bad sleep patterns, which was affecting my eating, which was affecting my ability to move my body. And my body was not regenerating in a way that was healthy because it was in fight or flight or in survival mode. So all of that was obviously kind of like a feedback loop into making me feel burnt out. And because of that, I was having these experiences and it's just a vicious cycle. I I hope that any of you who foresee the symptoms of burnout coming on are, are able to course correct and avoid that. So today I am hoping to give you some um, tips for what I did to get myself through that period and also to um, kind of like revitalize myself coming out of it, things that I've kept up with. So the first one is just a quickie that I mentioned before in my episode about losing Piper, and that's taking in less media. I used to listen to podcasts in the car all the time. I was always trying to learn from other people, always taking in information. I wouldn't say I was a huge social media scroller, but definitely was like trying to optimize my social media time, you know, learning from other people, taking in information, trying to get different perspectives on things, just really pushing myself at all times to be in quotes like productive or to be learning or to be growing. And that was just becoming so toxic for me because I was never allowing myself to think about what I was experiencing and to process my own life. I was too busy taking in everyone else's information and seeing that that somehow was more valuable because I was learning from other people instead of taking the time to learn from myself. So that's the first thing I would suggest is just take in less media. Um, One of the ways I've done that, not to be a broken record, but is picking up a book instead. Very seldom a nonfiction book. I like to just pick up whatever book I'm in the mood for that's going to bring me joy and that fills a lot of my time in a way that feels good. Also just meditating more, moving more, um, doing things to get me away from that feeling like looking outside of myself for an answer that I didn't have, which makes sense when you're burnt out. You know, it doesn't feel good and you want to understand that feeling and hope that someone has a quick fix for it. But for me, that wasn't the case. So tip number one is to take in less media and really focus on you. The second thing I did was a lot of praying. 
and I mean this in a non-denominational sense, I would ask for guidance all the time, day in and day out. What do I need to be doing? Um, How can I help this person? Please help me to know the things to say or see what needs to be seen to make positive changes in my clients' lives. Please help me to understand what I need to do for myself to feel better today. Is that time alone? Is that a bath? Is that time with a loved one? Please just give me guidance on what needs to change because this isn't working. And throughout the day, I would put things like that out into the ether, asking for this guidance, asking for this support, and trusting that I would be cared for in that way. So regardless of what you believe, um, that's something I did and found a lot of comfort in it, knowing that I wasn't alone and there was a higher power there that would support me if I only ask. The third thing I started doing was giving myself a lot more grace. A lot more grace. I would let myself sleep in to skip a workout. I would make an easier dinner. I would listen to audiobooks instead of reading a physical book. I would just cancel things that I had committed to or tasks that I felt like I needed to get done that ultimately could wait. You know, making the bed is great. And that's something that feels really good right now in my life. But six to 12 months ago was really hard. And so I gave myself the grace to maintain, to just find maintenance. I wasn't going above and beyond to grow or do my best or be disciplined or get stronger, smarter, faster, better. It was just what do I need to do? to maintain my level of well-being, which is not super great, but we don't want it to decline anymore. So I went into full maintenance mode, giving myself grace for that. I tend to think of things in extremes. And so in giving myself grace would often give myself the reminder that what works now and what I've committed to now does not have to be my reality forever. So even though I haven't gone and worked out for a week it doesn't mean I'll never work out again even though I've been eating pasta every day for this whole month doesn't mean that I will never remember how to make another meal even though the house is a mess and my bed is not made I don't know things like that it doesn't mean that that is always going to be my reality it doesn't mean that I as a person have given up or that I am less, or that in any way reflects my value. It just means that right now, that's what I need to get through this. And giving myself the grace to remember and accept that. (sighs) Hopefully these are helpful for you so far. All right, the next thing I did was slowing down and giving myself space. So I've talked about slowing down in the sense of taking in less media, but I also slowed down in that I let the things I do take up more time. So I, when I would make a meal, 
when I'm like in my flow in life and things are good, I know that I like to make dinner every night. It's it's a nice time for me to do my thing. I know not everyone does that. Some people meal prep. But anyway, making dinner. I'm like, I can do dinner in 30 minutes. I can eat it in 30 minutes and be on to the next thing in an hour. I know that I can you know do my documentation in this time and move on to the next thing. I know that I can walk the dog in 30 minutes to the mailbox and back and then get home and go on to the next thing. And my brain was constantly working in this block schedule model where chunks of my time, chunks of time in my day were predetermined. I'm a person who likes routine and I was just like, yep, I know that at exactly four o'clock, this is what I'm doing. And at 4.30, this is what I'm doing. And at five o'clock, this is what I do. And I was just very regimented in that way, in a way that that routine was not serving me anymore. Um, because it was creating again this feedback loop of this toxic productivity where if I was missing those timelines I felt badly about myself or like I was giving up time that I could be using otherwise and so to slow down and say to myself making dinner today might take 45 minutes because I want to dance in the kitchen while I do it and so I'm not going to be able to chop up vegetables as fast or Walking the dog might take an hour because I just want to look at the trees and take an extra breath or stop and talk to a neighbor for a little longer than usual. Letting myself take up time and space originally felt to me like I was taking time away from myself because I had less, quote, free time because I was getting my tasks done more slowly. But instead of that being the reality, I wasn't taking time away from myself. I was giving myself that time to do the things that needed to be done. And then that stuff that I had for maintenance level necessities, those tasks I needed to get done, didn't feel as demanding because it wasn't, I need to make myself dinner and I need to do it in 30 minutes. It was... I want to make myself a good meal and that will take as long as it takes. Or I need to work out and I have 20 minutes to do it and it needs to be this kind of workout because I only have 20 minutes. It was, I have time and energy to move my body in a way that feels joyful and I look forward to doing that. So yeah, slowing down, giving myself space, to just go through my day and enjoy it instead of always trying to front load everything so I'd have you know this abstract idea of free time at the end of the day which inevitably I would fill up with something right the next thing I did was reclaiming music I am a music therapist do a lot of stuff with music like I mentioned before I would listen basically exclusively to podcasts because, you know, listening to music in the car was not very appealing to me. And I don't know when exactly the shift happened, but the the most vivid memory I have is I was scrolling on, this is ironic, I was scrolling on social media and there was an artist, I don't even remember who it was, but it was a reel of an artist who had just released this new song and it 
gave me such teenage nostalgia. It was angsty. It was hard. It had like a very predictable chordal structure, but in a way that just felt so familiar. And, um, you know, there's a reason why some chordal structures are just really popular, right? (laughs) And I immediately went to Spotify and started listening to their music. I put in my headphones and I just let myself sit in that music. And as music therapists, we know how powerful music is. And so for a long time, I would use that power of music to tailor the music I listened to to be calm and relaxing and to set the tone for my day and for my space and to try and be as serene as possible when in reality I was going through so much angst and so much turmoil and so much anguish and anger and tiredness and basically going through my teenage years again that was the type of music I needed and thank you for algorithms (laughs) showing me that And so I was able to finally reclaim music for myself and say, it doesn't always have to be calm, cool, collected music. It can be moody. It can be angsty. It can be angry. I can listen to different things and I can enjoy them and engage with them. I gave the example before about dancing in my kitchen and dinner taking longer. Guess what, everybody? That's one of my goals for the year is to dance more in my kitchen because moving my body in that way, listening to music that actually aligned with how I was feeling and taking up time to make myself a healthy meal when that otherwise felt impossible. That's hitting on most of the real problem areas I had when I was really sitting in my burnout. And so dancing in my kitchen became the goal. I was reclaiming music. I was slowing down and taking up space. I was giving myself grace. I was doing all of this stuff at once. Um, So if you are or aren't a music therapist, but you are using the wonderful power of music, perhaps in the way that's not really serving you, like I was, you're listening to calm music, but you're not actually calm yet. Hello, Trisha, ISO principal. We forget these things for ourselves, right? (laughs) Um, Anyway, reclaim music for yourself. Listen to new music that feels good. Listen to old music that brings up those old memories that you're experiencing those same emotions right now. Just Engage with the music in a way that feels good right now, not in the way that you think you should engage with it. I think, especially as music therapists, we often talk about losing our relationship with music or trying to maintain it, or it just becomes complicated over time. And um, I feel like in this way, I have worked through that. It doesn't feel complicated to me anymore. And maybe in six months it will. But right now, my relationship with music doesn't have to be complicated because I'm not complicating it. Okay, so here's the last thing I did. Um, Oh, sorry, no, I've missed one. So second to last thing was working on my health. I mentioned um, in this episode that I was dealing with some health things and after, you know, really experiencing all these things, um, all these symptoms, not knowing they were related to my health, I was just experiencing symptoms and 
feeling bad about myself. Um, you know, why can't I get out of bed in the morning? Why can't I lift as heavy as I used to be able to? Why don't I have any energy? Why is my body doing the things that it is? Why am I so, and this is where the labels start changing into my perception. Why am I so lazy? Why is everything so hard for me? Why can't I do this anymore? Why am I undisciplined? Well, I went for a physical and found out that perhaps it's because my body <laughs> is literally fighting against me because it's trying to survive and I am not creating an environment that it can survive in. <laughs> so it's telling me you need to slow down, you need to take a break, you need to find ways to reduce your stress and I wasn't listening to it. So if you're experiencing some symptoms like that that maybe feel like make you feel like you're just being lazy and it's all in your head uh, and you haven't had your routine physical in a while, I recommend doing that to see if perhaps there are some underlying health things that are contributing to the way you're feeling. So um, yeah, reclaiming my health, having that physical, having a professional say to me, hmm, I'm seeing this, this, and this, and your body is also showing me this. I don't know if you know that. And me saying, those are the symptoms. And I didn't know that. <laughs> it could be because of this. Anyway, adrenal fatigue is what we'll call it for now. I read the book Woman Code by Alyssa Vitti, and I did the liver cleanse in that book, and I started taking some supplements as recommended by my doctor. Anyway, making some health changes to just really support myself um, and my body to overcome the burnout and to be the healthiest version of myself. Uh, so yeah, um, when you're making health changes, obviously, always consult with your doctor. I know that's controversial too, because... The medical system is not perfect and you know yourself better than anyone else, but obviously take this in the way that's best for you. So one thing I did was really taking care of my health. And like I said, those are things that my doctor and I are still navigating through, seeing what changes are happening based on changes we've made and what things we need to continue to do or try something different. And I don't know, I guess if that becomes really impactful again it'll come up in another episode but for now things are better so the actual last thing I did to overcome burnout was I left my music therapy job I know spoiler alert uh, at the beginning of this episode I talked about how that was real a real trigger for my burnout in the next episode, I'll talk about specifically things that happened in that job that led me to leaving, but I truly think that the biggest change I made to overcome burnout was leaving that position, and it was hard. There were a lot of things that led to that decision. You'll hear more about those later, but it has changed so much, and so leading up to that, I let myself look outside of music therapy for things I could do. For the first time in a while, I critically looked at the skills I had and how they could be applied in other areas or 
the experiences that I'd had specifically as a traveling music therapist being in many different locations, working with tons of different people, having lots of connections, um, the skills that I had grown in leading this podcast and having interviews and running the online business and selling courses, skills that I had as a self-employed music therapist um yeah all of that together and how that created a picture of myself that I hadn't looked at before because I'd been seeing myself as Trisha the music therapist not as Trisha the skilled professional who can take these skills and apply them in a lot of other areas and so even though I am still doing music therapy right now for a while I let myself look at other jobs and say what are the possibilities for me What else can I be doing? What's something that might seem a little out of reach right now, but that I could try and could learn from and suddenly felt like I had so many more opportunities. And then I was able to look back and say, yes, I could apply my skills to all those areas and work a different job, but I really do love music therapy. I think I'm good at it and I want to stay here, not I need to stay as a music therapist because it's all I know. It was, I want to stay here, even though I've looked at other things. And that's a really good feeling. So in short, the things I did were reduce how much media I was consuming. I prayed. I gave myself grace. I slowed down and I took up space. I reclaimed music in my life. I took my health seriously. And I looked outside of music therapy for other options. So if you're experiencing burnout or you're trying to prevent burnout, I hope that some of these tips help you. In the last six months, I feel like I have finally overcome that really dark period of my life and some ways that I've noticed that I am feeling differently, that my baseline is different. The first is that I am now able to add things onto my calendar again. I make commitments with friends and don't fear not being able to take on the next work week. I can um, help people out more. I just can, can do things. I feel like my time is not constantly running away and that I am giving it up. Um, I feel like now that I have plenty of time to do all the things I need to do. And that's a wonderful feeling coming from the alternative. I used to plan huge chunks of my time for myself, um, where I would like in my calendar block off time for myself because that was the only way I felt like I could maintain any sort of um, balance. And so it was scary to ever have to give that away but I don't feel the need to do that anymore um in the beginning of this episode I talked about how last year I really was trying to work through my workaholism and my workaholic tendencies and last year I really held this fear that if I even in the slightest way let myself fall back into those workaholic routines. I would somehow lose myself. I'd become this really bad version of myself again because I 
was not taking care of myself and therefore could not show up as my best self and you know felt that that would lead me into a really dark place and now I know that if there's a week I have lots of energy to do extra work I can do that and commit to it for a short period of time and then see how I'm feeling the next week and I'm not creating unsustainable patterns for myself if you listen to Um, The episode where I talked about my theme for the year, you know that my theme for the year, my word for the year is ripple, which means to flow in small waves. So this is an example of that, that I know some weeks might look like what my old workaholism used to look like. And that doesn't mean I am slipping back into those bad habits because I am doing those things intentionally and um, recognizing when I need to stop doing them. So anyway. Since burnout, I am able to work hard, play hard, in balance, without the fear of losing myself in work. (sighs) Another thing is, now that I've overcome from burnout, I just take less time to recharge in general. Um, And this goes back to being able to commit to more things. I used to never feel like I was ready for whatever was coming next. I would always have the Sunday scaries. I would get to Friday and already feel like the weekend was gone and that it would never be enough. Um, Every workday was a struggle. And now I just have the energy. I have creative ideas. I am not worried about having to stay late at work or do extra things or unexpected um, necessities coming up that are time consuming. I just don't feel like I need as much time to recharge as I used to. Uh, And that's because I am living a more fully charged life in general, which is a wonderful feeling that I am so grateful for. So in conclusion, Burnout is real. (laughs) Um, For me, it was a very slow decline and then a really hard rock bottom. I did as much preventative maintenance as I could, but ultimately what got me out of that place was leaving my job. And I know that that is not an option for everyone or that's a really challenging um, decision and change to make. And I recognize and honor that. And in my next episode, I'll talk more about how I knew it was time. But I think that that's truly the biggest change. I could have done as much maintenance level stuff as possible for more, you know, on and on. And it ultimately wouldn't have got me out of the burnout cycle. So I hope that you learned from this episode I hope that you are not experiencing burnout, but if you are, or if you feel yourself getting there, some of these ideas helped you. I am so grateful for you being here today with me on the show and listening to this episode. (sighs) Stay tuned for more um, on this topic specifically and more interviews. And until next time, Take care of yourself and take care of each other. 